Good afternoon. Welcome to another episode of Logan's Devotions. It's great to be together. Wonderful to open up God's Word for another day and see what he has to say. We're going to be turning through to the Gospel of Mark again and looking at chapter 11. But before we read the text, let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you for your word. Thank you that we can open it up. We do pray that you would bless it to us. We recognize that without your spirit working through your word, it will bear no fruit in our lives. So please bear fruit in our hearts right now, that we might know Christ and love him more. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Mark 11, starting at verse 21. Sorry, verse 12. Going to 21. On the following day, when they had come from Bethany, he was hungry. And seeing in the distance a fig tree and leaf, he went to see if he could find anything on it. When he came to it, he found nothing but fig leaves, for it was not the season for figs. And he said to it, May no one ever eat fruit from you again. And his disciples heard it. And they came to Jerusalem, and he entered the temple and began to drive out those who sold and those who brought in the te- bought in the temple. And he overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who sold pigeons. And he would not allow anyone to carry anything through the temple. And he was teaching them and saying to them, Is it not written, My house shall be called a house of prayer for all the nations? But you have made it a den of robbers. And the chief priests and the scribes heard and were seeking a way to destroy him. For they feared him because all the crowd was astonished and his teaching. And when evening came, they went out of the city. As they passed by in the morning, they saw the fig tree withered away to its roots. And Peter remembered and said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree that you cursed has withered. I told you at the end of last week that the section from verse 1 to 11 of chapter 11 was like a introduction and a parabolic action that introduces everything that's about to happen in this section. And, and so here we begin to unpack that reality. Jesus, as he came in, we saw that as he came in, he walked into the city and looked around the places, looked around the temple and expected to find certain things and then went back out again. We commented on the strangeness of the fact that he went from Bethany to Jerusalem and then back to Bethany again. Well, we know Jesus doesn't do anything by accident. And so Jesus now returning to Jerusalem stops off at a tree, stops off at a fig tree to see if he could find some fruit. Now the disciples tell us, well, the Apostle Mark tells us, or the Disciple Mark, I guess I should say, says to us that it wasn't the season for fruit. So why is Jesus going to a fig tree when he shouldn't even expect to find any figs, coming to a tree and then cursing it for the fact that it doesn't have any fruit? That seems a bit odd, doesn't it? Well, it's all because Jesus is trying to show his disciples something. He is parabolically showing something to his disciples and having it recorded down for you and me to understand what's going on. And it all has to do with what happens when he goes into the temple. 
And Jesus comes to Jerusalem and looks around, as we saw last week. And then he comes back to the temple and does this action where he drives everybody out. He, he pushes the money changers out and he overturns the table. He makes a great ruckus. And then he declares those words that we know so well. You have made it a den of robbers. This is meant to be a place for the Gentiles to come and pray. You've turned it into something horrible. And then as they go back out again and then come back in, they find that fig tree withered away to its very roots. So what's what's going on here? Get a bit more light on the situation here. What's going on in, in this action? Well, Jesus is highlighting something about fruit, about fruit producing. You see, the fig tree really has nothing to do with the fig tree itself and everything to do with what's happening in Jerusalem and what's happening in the temple. You see, Jesus came to Jerusalem and to the temple and what he should have found was fruit in keeping with righteousness. He should have found people worshipping. He should have found people rejoicing. He should have found Gentiles praying. But what did he find instead? He found money changers. He found robbers. And so this parabolic action with the fig tree is really a commentary on the state of temp the temple, on the state of the religious priests, on the state of Jerusalem itself on the state of his people. You see, God had set aside his people to be a worshipping people, to be a light among the nations, to show everyone the goodness of God. But instead, what they had done is devoted themselves to religiosity. They had become experts at temple observance, experts at law observance, but they had failed to do that which God had set them aside to do to carry forth the message of the good news of the promise of Abraham to the ends of the earth. And so the Gentiles and everyone else was suffering because of it. The, the tree of Jerusalem was failing to produce the fruit that it had been set aside to do, just like the fig tree. And so what did God in Christ do to the fig tree? He spoke a word of judgment that caused it to wither to its very roots. So what's Jesus saying about Jerusalem? What, what's the commentary he is offering upon the people of God? That's well, pretty clear, isn't it? He's telling the people of God, he's telling Israel in this action that, that if they do not change their ways they too will wither and die. You see, this was the day of God's visitation. Would he find fruit? And the answer was no. He did not and he would not find fruit. And so the answer, the outcome was that in AD 70, Jerusalem was overthrown, and like, like that fig tree, it withered and never, ever regained its former glory. The temple has not been rebuilt, 
and the temple will not be rebuilt as of old, but rather it remains a withered stump because it did not produce fruit. And, and there's a stern warning in this for you and I as well, isn't there? You see, we, we are saved by grace and we know that. However, as the people of God and as the church of God, we're called to produce fruit too. We judge a tree by its fruit producing. If you've got a fruit tree and it doesn't produce fruit, eventually you just cut it down and plant another one. And it's a, it's a warning for us that we must beware that we too are producing fruit. You see, the Father has tenderly loved us. The Father has mercifully cared for us. He has graciously given us Jesus Christ. He has showered his blessings upon us in the covenant. He has replanted us in wonderful soil. And fertilized us with his Holy Spirit. And so the question is, are we producing fruit? If Christ was to come and visit our churches, if Christ was to come and visit our hearts and our lives and our families, would he find fruit? Or would he be disappointed? You see, we may have all the trappings of religiosity like the temple did. They still had sacrifices. They still did all the things that they should have been doing. And yet they were not producing fruit. Because they were failing to realize what they had been set aside to do. And sadly, the same can so often be true for us, can't it? We go through the motions Sunday by Sunday. Day by day, we do our Bible studies, we say our prayers, we go to church, and yet we don't really produce fruit in keeping with righteousness and godliness. So let us beware, lest we, like the fig tree, run the risk of withering and drying up under the judgment of God. But let us instead plant our roots firmly into Jesus Christ and his grace and produce all kinds of blessed fruit for him. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we do thank you for your goodness to us. We thank you that you have planted us in the grace of Christ. And we do ask that you would help us to produce fruit that would bring honor and glory to your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, thanks so much for joining me for another day. I'll see you back here tomorrow.